COVID-19, oh, we need a vaccine at this moment. It means everything. Please wear your mask and stay six feet back. Total shutdown. COVID-19. From the tower high atop Squires Castle, it's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, featuring author Don Ake. And now, some real page-turners, Ted Klopp and Ken Dworsnick. Moving into episode 31, Ken Dworsnick and the first-team all-conference dad, of the Cleveland, Ohio area, Theodore Klopp, coming off a wonderful Thanksgiving week and pumping into December, sir. Here we go. Yeah, here we are. Boy, time is flying when you're having fun, right? It certainly is. Fighting many different things, kids with homeschool now, and obviously those of trying to figure out where we can eat food. Just what I thought it would be at this point in time of the year. So... How so was how your was Thanksgiving, your, by the way? I was just going to ask you. Uh, so we uh, didn't do a whole lot. It was a shock because we, you know, we're not supposed to go out anywhere. So we live in a side by side with my in-laws. So we walked ten feet across and had our Thanksgiving with some turkey, some stuffing, and some very nice pumpkin pie. My favorite. Oh, amazing! Yeah. What did you and your lovely bride to be do? We actually just had ourselves, so we're just trying to keep everyone safe. We did a virtual call with my parents and brother and and my kids and all that. We did a fancy Thanksgiving. I came up with this myself. So we made all the usual foods of turkey and stuffing, and we actually had peanut butter pie, which was absolutely awesome. But we decided to dress up. It was just to kind of be fun. You know, we weren't going to go out anywhere, and no one really came over, but Figured, why don't we just do some fancy Thanksgiving? It was cool. We had a really nice time. The food was amazing. A1's a great chef. I'm very lucky with that. And it was just nice. And then we uh, just kind of celebrated the uh, rest of the evening. We found something called uh, TVG, which is uh, horse racing online. So nothing says Thanksgiving like betting on horses online. And do I dare ask if you came out on the plus side or if you how that went? Well, we did okay. We we won a couple races, but uh, overall, okay. no, we were down. So you're down. Okay. What what is your strategy when you pick ra- horse races? Do you choose based on the name of the horse? Do you do some actual research? What do you do? Well, through this site, you can do actual resource on the race, so it gives you obviously the odds, but then it gives you an idea of what what races the horse has run before. The jockey, they kind of put a power ranking on some of the horses and all that stuff, so it makes it pretty easy. I'm not a horse racing expert by any means, but it's easy to bet. It doesn't cost you very much to bet. You could bet the $2 race and stuff like that, which is what we usually kind of do. And it's just kind of fun. It feels like you're at the track. You have the announcer, you see the horses, they show you all these different things. It's kind of neat, but it's certainly something different. Every 19 minutes, did your house go crazy? No, no, but we did play music like we were at some kind of arena. So in between horse racing, we'd play our favorite songs through Alexa. Yeah, it was a good time. This is where we're at. So, Oh, boy. Yep. Silver, Blue, and Gold is one of my favorites, of course. Yeah, okay. And you're all dressed up as you're uh, yep. betting on the horses. Of course, okay. yes. That's tremendous. Got to make it fun. 
there's a peek behind the curtain into the uh, the personal life of yes. Ken and Awen. Yeah. I think we won't ask her about that when we talk to her because she will be a part of the show this week. We're going to talk some fantasy football with her. We also have another voicemail to check. This will be exciting. Then we're going to talk with comedian and author Don Ake about his latest book. That could be painful. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Don. And a Zoom meeting mishap leads to the resignation of a school board member. We will tell you what happened in Klopp's Clips. Hear ye, hear ye. Time now to look at a bizarre law and how it got on the books. In Connecticut, a pickle must be able to bounce. Yes, bounce. In 1948, two men were arrested for selling pickles that were unfit for human consumption. In order to decide if a pickle is good or not, lawmakers declared that a pickle is legitimate only if it bounces. The pickles in question did not bounce, so the two men were arrested and fined, and the pickles were destroyed. Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. That's right, journalism and integrity like you don't see anywhere else. Here we go with another collection of Klops clips. A New Jersey school board member has resigned after an unfortunate situation during a Zoom meeting. Frances Cogelia apparently didn't realize she left the camera of her laptop on during the public comment part of a board meeting. It was then that she took her laptop into the bathroom with her and did her business, which was witnessed by about 150 participants, including some students. The spectacle was acknowledged later in the meeting when Vice President Scott James Vickery said, quote, we're here trying to get work done while you're sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Oh, man. This is straight out of the naked gun with Leslie Nielsen. There's no doubt. I believe rule number one, when you use the restroom, leave your computer outside. Yeah. That'll avoid I, a lot of issues. Why do you take it in there? Not sure. That's different. 
Well, members of Taiwan's parliament threw fists and pig guts during a session on the government's decision to ease restriction on pork imports from the U.S. The premier was set to give a policy report to lawmakers, but the opposition party tried to block his speech by dumping bags of pig organs that turned the session into chaos with punches and wrestling among the officials. Wow, this seems like maybe a WWE or AEW event as opposed yeah. to something out of Taiwan's parliament. I love it. That's nice. I'm trying to visualize, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence going at it over some legislation in the in the in Congress or something. And slinging guts all over the place. Yeah, yeah, for an wow. object, the whole the whole thing. Cats and dogs flying all over. Yeah, absolutely. Mass hysteria. Residents of an Austrian village have voted to change the name of the village because of plenty of unwanted attention that that name got them. That name, it uh, well, it, it starts with F and it ends with I-N-G. Oh, boy. Yeah. The town and the entrance sign to it have become a popular spot for English-speaking tourists. Many of them going for a photo op next to the sign in various poses. Some of the signs have even been stolen, so the village has installed new signs with concrete. The new name of the village beginning next year will be Fugging. Fugging, that's F-U-G-G-I-N-G. Let me make that clear. Fugging, F-U-G-G-I-N-G. Is that named after a person? Who the knows? Sir, what is your name? Bob Fugging. Okay. <laughs> nice to meet you. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Fugging. Yeah, I'm sorry, what? I live in Fugging. Yeah, well, Fug you too. I... Where is Fugging? Over there. Fugging over there. All right. I think we've worn that one out. Get the Fugging out of here. Yeah. A YouTuber said he wanted to leave his mark, so he decided to climb to the top of the arch of the Pennybacker Bridge over the Colorado River. Now, that's about 200 feet above water. From there, he dove off as cameras rolled with his fists in the air. After hitting the water, he popped back up and rescuers realized that he was hurt. He was pulled from the water and taken to the hospital where he was diagnosed with a fractured skull. Not sure if that was the mark that he was talking about. All for YouTube. All for YouTube. That seems well worth it. I guess it could have been worse. He only fractured his skull. Yeah. So. Now, next week, are you going to jump off the Lorraine Carnegie Bridge? or? Uh, well, no, there's no water under that. Let's find one that's... <laughs> I mean, can you make it worse for me? <laughs> the only jumping I'll be doing is off the couch <laughs> on the floor. That's it. Okay. I, I think that's a good move for you. That is also this week's collection of Klopp's Clips. Blah 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 Our guest today is an author who's been writing humor in various forms for the past nine years. Started with a blog called Aches and Pains, and it's grown from there. Let's talk with Northeast Ohio lifer. Don Ake. Don, thanks for your time. Tell me, how did you get involved or interested in 
writing humor on the blog and then in the book. I wrote a humor column in college, University of Akron Book Delight, when I was there, very popular column. And then I say that I only took just this brief 32-year break from, <laughs> from, from writing every, every week. But, but I'm a good humor writer, and, you know, the sense of humor is something that you never lose. And, and I, I wrote other stuff over the years. So in 2011, I decided to start a humor blog. And it's the same name, Aches, Pains, as it was in college. So that's where the 32-year break came in. And so when I started the blog, whenever you start something out, you don't have an audience. And so I really didn't have a concept or theme or anything. Basically, I started off with going, I'm going to write what I I think is funny, and I'm going to write funny stuff, and I don't really care who reads it or what they think about it. I'm just going to be funny and do what I want. It's a blog, right? People aren't paying for it. And so I start writing this and it becomes very popular. And the interesting thing is the audience for a humor blog, which in some aspects is not politically correct because I just write from a perspective of a middle-aged guy. And some people aren't going to find everything funny. And that's, that's cool. Except that this audience that I've developed over the years is extremely diverse. And if you would have asked me back when I started, you know, here's what your audience is going to look like four or five years later, I would have said, that's impossible. You can't write a humor column and have people with a very diverse background read this thing and enjoy it. But they do. So I had written the blog for a number of years. And I get up to 2015 and I realize you've got enough columns here. You've got enough posts for a book. So I put out my first book called Just Make Me a Sandwich. And the difficult thing about putting together the book is that I didn't have a theme. So I had to group the posts into like subject chapters. And the book was popular. People compared it to Seinfeld because it's just simple stuff that I can make funny. And it was like a wide degree. When people would ask me, what's the book about? It was hard for me to answer because it's about so many simple things, but it's all funny. And then I kept writing the blog. So in 2017, I came up with my second book called Will There Be Free Appetizers? That's along the similar thing. As my writing has progressed, it is more cohesive, it is more consistent. So each book is easier to fit together and to put together. And my third book, which just came out in June, is called Turkey Tear at My Door. It's a variety of subjects. The, the title comes from my challenge of keeping the wild turkeys in my backyard away from my bird feeder. So there's a chapter on the turkeys There's a turkey looking in my deck door on the cover. That's kind of a cartoon version. In the book, I have the actual photo of the turkey staring in my deck door, wanting fed because it thinks I'm feeding the turkeys instead of feeding the birds. But that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. Don, everyone has someone that they learn from or watch their work. You kind of mentioned Seinfeld. Is there someone when you were younger that you emulated, a humorist or someone like that? 
Yes, the gold standard for short essay humor is Dave Barry. And I, I read Dave Barry forever, it seems like, for whenever he started writing the, the syndicated column in the newspaper. And I've read his books. And there's certain tendencies where people have recognized that your style's kind of like Dave Barry's. And that's a great compliment. Like you said, I'm not copying that but it's a major influence. And the other major influence right now, the best right now at doing what I'm doing is David Sedaris. And so that's a major influence now. Reading some of his stuff has changed my style just a bit where, again, not copying it, but there's certain things that in writing you were told not to do and then you read somebody who's successful who breaks the rules. So you're like, well, I can break the rules too. So I would say, you know, Dave Barry long-term, David Sedaris short-term. I noticed some of the titles of your books. You mentioned the titles, but there are kind of subtitles here. We've got uh, Will There Be Free Appetizers, Musings of a Brilliant Idiot. And we have Just Make Me a Sandwich. Absurd observations from a wild, mild, and perhaps my favorite since we're here on Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, Turkey Terror at My Door, Misadventures and Memoirs of a Middle-Aged Man. So give us an example. What, what are some of the things people will hear about in these books? The current book, and looking at middle-aged subjects, and your listeners will be able to relate to everything in the book. It's written by a middle-aged guy from a middle-aged perspective. Plus, and this is important, it's basically Midwestern-based humor. And you're going, well, you know, what's that? Well, when you live in the Midwest, this is how you see things. This is how you act. This is how you respond to people. And that's different than the other areas of the country. Now, people would all enjoy it, but like on the East Coast, some of the stuff, they would go, well, that's stupid to think that way. Well, maybe it is to you, but in the Midwest, that's how we do it. So, you know, that combination of things, but there's an essay in there about me losing my mental or my my memory over the years. And as middle-aged guys, we can all relate to that. But, well, losing your memory, how, you know, how is that funny? I make it funny. And, you know, then I write about my hatred of asparagus. You get to a certain age, there's certain foods that you don't like, you didn't like when you were younger, you don't like them now. People keep trying to get you to eat those foods. You still don't like it. I talk about the problems associated with purchasing gifts for your wife. There's a couple stories throughout the different books about that, where I have great intentions. I try to be responsible. I try to buy good gifts. And of course, your intentions are good, but they go wrong. Guys can relate to that because it's hard to shop. And occasionally we buy stuff that just isn't a good thing. There is a story in this book about my colonoscopy. Now, every male humor writer of our age writes about their colonoscopy. So I've probably read about this from every angle imaginable. 
And I said to myself, and I even told my readers, I am not writing about my colonoscopy. That's been done. That's not what I do. I don't do the conventional. I do the unconventional. So I go in there for this thing, and I get this very perky, happy nurse. It's 6.30 in the morning. I haven't eaten. I'm in a horrible mood, and this woman will not shut up. Then it gets worse. She takes me back to the room, and she actually insults me by making fun of my job. Most people in that situation would have gotten greatly offended. I know my colleagues who do the similar work, if that happened to them, they would have got offended, greatly offended. My reaction was to laugh hysterically. It was so funny. And when I started reacting like that, the poor nurse realized she had said something she probably shouldn't have said and then starts to apologize greatly. And I just can't stop laughing. So I'm going, I got to write about this. It doesn't really have to do anything with the procedure itself, but this is hilarious. So it's stuff like that that guys can relate to, but my writing keeps getting smoother. So the audience for men and women, you know, start to balance, but it's very relatable to middle-aged guys. What are some future projects that may be coming a book or otherwise? Nothing really soon because I've just finished this book and trying to market it during a pandemic is a horrible challenge, but you know, everybody's got to do the best they can during this thing. So there's projects on the horizon. I would like to write a novel that's kind of humor based, based on my career in business. This book has some more serious stuff in it. And so I'm thinking about a, a book of short essay call them life lessons, life hacks, life issues that I think would be good. So yes, there's stuff on the docket and I plan to do some more writing and continue to put out books. But yeah, we just finished this project, so nothing imminent. Fair enough. Well, Don, before we let you go, being a middle-aged guy, would you mind playing a game with uh, two other middle-aged guys here on our show? We'll, we'll go for it. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. Well, it's time to check our voicemail. And as everyone knows, you can leave us a voicemail and ask a question at anchor.fm backslash 2-M-A-M-I-C-L-E. I'm excited to hear this voicemail, Ted. I know we had one last week from a female listener. Let's see what we have this week. Hey, Ken and Ted, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, if you both can pick, would you rather be announcing and doing play-by-play for each one of your alma mater's national championship game or any Cleveland team championship, whether it's World Series or Super Bowl, doing play-by-play announcing during COVID times? Your voices are probably the biggest ones out of them all. Would you rather do play-by-play and announcing for or your college's national championship or Cleveland Super Bowl or any Cleveland team championship. And he didn't identify himself, but thank you to whomever that is for uh, the message. I actually, I, I think I recognize that name or that voice, I should that, say. 
Okay. I think that's a guy by the name of Brian Raymond. Okay. And that's a name from the past. He's a Padua Franciscan High School assistant athletic director. Brian was actually a student when I was at Padua. That's how old I am. And now he's oh. the assistant AD. So there we go. Well, Ted, what do you think of this question? I mean, if we had the opportunity during these COVID times to announce either a championship for both of us, which would be either from Ignatius or Ashland, or a championship game from the Browns, Indians, or Cavs, well, I will be unselfish. Because it's an unselfish time. It is Thanksgiving we're coming off of and Christmas coming up. So I would say that I would want to do a championship game from the Cleveland Browns. Can you think of a bigger spectacle as a Cleveland fan than to do a Super Bowl for the Cleveland Browns? I mean, I think that's about as big as it gets, considering they've never been there. You and I sitting there doing the Super Bowl for the Browns, I don't know if it gets any better than that. I'd have to agree. That would be my choice. Uh, Football has always been my favorite sport to call, with basketball close second. But doing a game of any sort – of the Browns, and then it's a Super Bowl? I don't think you can top that. Now, I will say, for our listeners who may not know, Ken and I did several games on Sports Time Ohio several years ago for Ashland University, and among them was the Elite Eight. So you're playing for the opportunity to go to the Elite Eight, and we got to call that game at Ashland. And Ken, I would say that was probably the most fun, uh, exciting game that I had ever called because the place was packed. The people were hanging on every point. That was about as exciting a game as I have uh, ever experienced as far as announcing. When you would announce the scoring, which obviously a lot of it was Kerry Doherty, who's (laughs) now Kerry Pickens, the head coach for Ashton University, all you would have to do is say her name, and then there would be just crowd noise for like five or six seconds. And then I would try to say something and then you would go to the next play. I mean, it, it couldn't be any easier for me. It just have to let, you know, she would score. Ah, and then you would just say something after that. But what a great experience. That was, that was a blast. That was now, a I blast. I will say this. I do remember, <laughs> on a funny note, I do remember a football game where you and I did an Ashland football game. I don't know who they played. I think it was Notre Dame College, if I'm not mistaken at the time. It was a blowout. I mean, Ashland was winning. I want to say it was like 35 to seven at the half. So at that time we were just, I mean, the game wasn't the best, no fault to anyone. So we decided we were going to interview people throughout the game. I think you did five five interviews in that game. If I'm not mistaken, you just started, I started bringing people from the crowd and like, all right, let's talk. Interviewed the, The athletic director, the soccer coach, the swim coach. We had them all in there and it sounded something along the lines of, Coach, congratulations on your season, and thanks for stopping up. By the way, there's another touchdown for the Eagles. Keith Weaver on a 25-yard run. Coach, so tell me about what you've got coming up next year. That was pretty much what it was, Ken, because what is there to really talk about? You can see what's going on, and you can see the score. And for that matter, those games are kind of an infomercial for the school. Correct. So, you know, why not talk about some of the other sports? That was a very memorable time. I do miss those times when we call games, but – what a great question from uh, Mr. Brian Remont. Uh, great to hear from him. I haven't talked to him in quite a long time. Hopefully him and his family are doing well and continued success at Padua Franciscan High School. Ted Klopp here for Westminster AV. You've heard me talk about their top-notch rental services, but don't take my word for it. 
Here are some Google reviews. The Ohio Society of Association Executives says, not only do they meet every need we have, they anticipate additional services and requests that we have had and are always prepared. The Westside Catholic Center says the elements they added to our event enhanced every aspect of the evening. Very easy to work with, incredibly knowledgeable, and made adjustments on the fly. Whether you are planning a virtual or an in-person event, Westminster AV should be your first call for dependable, professional, audiovisual equipment rentals. Call today, 216-325-6960. Again, the number, 216 216- Three two five six nine six zero. Fantasy football. Free Daddy Son. Fantasy football now, and we are joined by the champion of our league last year, Aowen Adams. Eowyn, we are uh, heading for week number 12 in the National Football League. And I would ask you how you're doing, but, uh, well, 137 to 55 kind of gives me an idea, I guess. Yeah, it's not not been a great season for me. And um, you stuck it to me last week, too. I think you scored something like 166. Points. I did all right last week. I mean, I had 112, which was fourth best in the league. But when your opponent scores 166, chance of winning is not great. And then this week, I I think I have the same issue where uh, two of no punt intended players have over 35 points. So 80 points for two players. That's hard to to win as well. That's tough. Now, have you commiserated? with your fiance because when I look at the scoreboard, I played you last week and I played him this week. And while the pain was not quite as significant, it still goes in the L column for my co-host here. Yeah, we have a voodoo doll of you in the uh, <laughs> room that we, uh, we hold up and hope something bad happens. Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe you need to try something else because I don't think it's working <laughs> at the moment. We have a doll for you, and then we have a COVID doll. And the COVID oh. doll did not help me this week, considering my quarterback was not able to play because of COVID. And so I had to select the world-famous Brandon Allen playing quarterback this week for the Cincinnati Bengals. I know that's a huge pickup for a lot of people. That's all I had <laughs> at the time. So, well, yeah, enough said. better than Goff. Goff had like seven points or something stupid like that. So I would have been better with the guy from uh, the – Denver Broncos wide receiver. <laughs> I was going to say, we, that was kind of interesting this week. Right, I want to get your opinion, Ayo. When I made a trade in my other league, okay, here's what I did. I traded T. Higgins, Cortland Sutton, LaVisca Chenault Jr., and Brandon Ayuk, and I got Lamar Jackson, Preston Williams, Mark Andrews, and Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Sounds like a good trade to me. I mean, assuming Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, is... Yeah, he wasn't the main guy I was interested in, but I figured... Yeah, but but Miles Sanders in our league, he's on my team, and I will tell you he's pretty consistent. I mean, him alone is, I think, worth three of those other players that you gave away. That's kind of what I thought. So I'm glad to hear that. Ken, you have any thought on this? I know you have Lamar Jackson, and we've talked previously about he's not having the best season at the moment, but... 
you have any thought on this trade? I, I think he did a, a good trade. I mean, Sutton's a good wide receiver from Denver, but he's not going to play. They're not sure where he's going to be at. I think Sanders is an outstanding running back, one of the better ones in the league right now. I think number-wise, he's third. Jackson's a good quarterback. Teams are starting to figure him out, but if as we move forward with poor weather and things like that, I think he might have some more touches on the ground, which is, I think, where he's most effective. So, in my opinion, he made a great trade. Congratulations. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Eowyn, before we wrap this up, do you have any suggestions that we can steal for week 12 on the waiver wire? I do. I have a few. Hopefully none of them get uh, COVID or injured between now and when <laughs> the games start. I have, I have several, so I'll just run down them. Uh, yeah. From Miami, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's, he's back out there, right? They pulled to a... DeAndre Washington, the running back from Miami, both good pickups. Cam Akers from the LA Rams would also be a great pickup. And a couple of tight ends out there, Trey Burton from the Colts, Kyle Rudolph from the Vikings, um, also recommended for this week. Well, thank you for the pickups. Now, Eowyn, do you, you, you remember my name, correct? Commissioner Klopp, I think I finally got it down. Yes. Now, in five minutes, are you going to remember my name since I put such a beating on you? <laughs> I believe I will. Uh, what about tomorrow? Will you know my name? Yes. All right. Well, I'm not going to scare you. I just <laughs> wanted to check. Now, before I let you go, Eowyn? Yes? Knock, knock. Who's there? You told me you'd remember my name. <laughs> These are dad jokes again. Throwing <laughs> softball dad jokes at you. Beautiful. <sighs> Fantasy. Football. Free son! <laughs> All right, it's a game time segment now with our guest author and comedian, Don Ake, along with everyone's favorite dad, Ted Klopp. <laughs> it's a game that we're going to play today called Who Said That Cleveland? So Who this is how this is going to work. I will read a quote from someone connected to Cleveland. Okay. And then give you multiple choice answers for the quote. There's okay. going to be a total of three quotes. Whoever gets the most quotes correct will be the winner. Okay. Pretty simple. Quote number one. I love the normalcy of Cleveland. There's regular people there. Once again, I love the normalcy of Cleveland. There's regular people there. Was that Tim Conway, Art Modell, Fred Willard, or Drew Curie. Go ahead, Don. Don, you want to answer first? I think that sounds like Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Okay. Ed? I'm going to go with Tim Conway. I eliminated Art Modell right off the top. I, I, <laughs> I'm not, we're not going there. So I eliminated him. Okay. So the okay. actually, the correct answer for this quote, I love the normalcy of Cleveland. There's regular people there was actually Drew Carey. Oh! Drew Carey. Okay. So we're at zero, zero. We'll go to quote number two. This is going well, Don. Yes, we're good. We're, we're really good. <laughs> I think any other holiday embraces the food of the Midwest quite like Thanksgiving. There's roasted meat and mashed potatoes, but being here is also about heritage. Cleveland is a really giant melting pot. Not only in my family a melting pot, but so is the city. Mm-hmm. Good. Is that 
LeBron James, Arsenio Hall, Michael Simon, or Don King? I'll read the quote for you again. I don't yeah. think any other holiday embraces the food of the Midwest quite like Thanksgiving. There is roasted meat and mashed potatoes, but being here is also about heritage. Cleveland is really a giant melting pot, not only in my family a melting pot, but so is the city. LeBron James, Arsenio Hall, Michael Simon, or Don King? Ted, you can answer first this time. All right, well, it's not LeBron James because he can't string that many words together, in my opinion. I, I don't care for him. But anyhow, I know he won a championship, but I just, he's, whatever. Um, Arsenio Hall, I don't think it'd make that kind of comment. So it's down to Michael Simon and Don King. And for some reason, I can visualize Don King saying that as only Don King can. So I'm going to go with Don King. Okay, Don King for 10. Don? Can, can I say the same answer? You can sure. say whatever you want. Because out of those guys, he's the heaviest. <laughs> That's a good answer. And he's yep. talking about food. Yep. So food is important to him. Yep. So that that's the logic on that one. Okay. Those are both very good guesses, but I must tell you that is incorrect again. It's actually oh, no. Michael Simon. <laughs> oh. I knew it was one Michael of those two. Simon. The food I, I don't know. Is my, Michael Simon? I think I've seen him, but he's not. He, he's, he's the not celebrity a, chef. He was on Iron Chef. Is oh, where he was from. yes. See now, yep. if I would have known he's got a that, couple restaurants. A food yep. comment. Yep. Uh, Ted. Ted, that was an easy one, and we <laughs> we, we both missed it. All right, we're going to go down to the last quote. See who the winner is. Story about okay. Right here. Final quote, in the Cleveland area, I have been instrumental in helping to save or create thousands of jobs. People know me there as a person who gets involved. Mayor Jackson, Mayor Frank Jackson, Dennis Kucinich, George Voinovich, or Michael White. Once again, the quote, in the Cleveland area, I have been instrumental in helping to save or create thousands of jobs. People know me there as a person who gets involved. Frank Jackson, Dennis Kucinich, George Voinovich, or Michael White. Don, you, can Don, you want to go first? These are all former Cleveland mayors, by the way. Yes. But, but because Voinovich held office outside of Cleveland, and it says the Cleveland area, I'm going with Voinovich. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, it's not Frank Jackson because he, he, well, it's just there's no chance it's Frank Jackson. We'll just leave it at that. Voinovich could be, Kucinich could be, Mike White, maybe, but yeah, again, I got to agree with Don, but I'm going to go with Dennis Kucinich, who was a uh, congressman as well in okay. the Cleveland area. So. I'm taking the same logic you did, Don, but I'm going to go with the other guy just to see if we can break this tie. You both gave very good answers, because if I would have not have looked this up myself, I would have guessed either of one of those gentlemen. The correct answer is actually Dennis Kucinich. So, Ted, you snuck it out, to be honest yes. with you. I, as I read yes. these out loud now, this was not an easy game, gentlemen. So you, you fought through, and... Uh, 
actually gave some great answers. So I appreciate Congratulations, that. Ted. I feel, not to steal the name of your book, but I feel like a brilliant idiot right now. <laughs> there you go. We have small prizes that we usually give out. Now oh, yeah. we're giving out fresh air. So it's not like fresh you're really okay. much. Ted oh. wins a glass of fresh air from Cleveland. So. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> that's a rare hope item. Cleveland. Yeah, but hope, and hope that air is COVID-free. Yeah, yes, thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, Don, before we let you go, I think we kind of mentioned it, but where can folks find your books if they want to get any of the three that are available now or keep track of future writings from you? The two best places to get the books, they're all available on Amazon.com. However, if you want a signed copy, I will sign the copy for you. If you want a signed copy, um, just search me, Don Ake, last name spelled A-K-E, on eBay. And uh -oh. so the books, signed copies are available through eBay. Okay. That's great. That's cool. Well, Don, thank you very much, and best of luck as you uh, continue writing. Certainly enjoyed the stories, and I will uh, enjoy reading a few of them in your books. Great. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Ken. You, you guys have a great day. Where'd that come from? Let's look at the phrase, give a cold shoulder meaning to be unwelcoming or antisocial towards someone. In medieval England, it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton, pork, or beef chop when the host felt it was time for the guest to leave. This was a polite way to communicate, you may leave now. Give a cold shoulder, now you know. Episode 31, wrapping it up, Ken. Knock, knock. Who's there? Why don't you know my name? Eowyn doesn't know my name either. Come on. You I'm can't say your name during sober. fantasy football. Fantasy football is a sore subject over at this part of yep. the woods. Yep. Yes. Yep. Well, Not I appreciate, appreciate the two of you suffering through that segment. Appreciate you playing along as I was victimized on that joke by my six-year-old who thought it was tremendous when he got me hook, line, and sinker. So there's something to be said for listening to a six-year-old enjoy a joke that they tell. There's nothing better than getting humbled by your children. That's, That's right. I love that. It's always awesome. It happens to me quite often. That's one of the parts of being a dad now, isn't yep. it? Well, Ken, coming up on the show next week, Coyote Peterson. Whoa! Guys who are popular with kids. Coyote Peterson, well-known YouTuber, Wildlife expert, if you don't know him by name, he's the guy on YouTube who's always getting stung and bitten by things. He's a big deal. From all the things that he's been stung by, it's pretty amazing he could talk to us on the show. So. This may be a stinging interview. Ooh. Yep. That'll wrap it up. Hopefully he won't break his foot playing with his dog like someone else did, but we'll leave the politics out of it, right? We're not going to talk about that. Well, in that case, let's close it up here, Ken. Well, Ted... We're just two middle-aged men from Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And by Westminster AV. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions. <laughs>